Hello and welcome to the Schooner Pod. I'm Bobby Howard. With me today is Jameson Maxwell. Welcome in all of you ball knowers and ball not knowers. We are here to talk about a very hot topic, I would say, around uh, the OU fandom and OU recently in the offseason, uh, and that's NIL. Uh, it's been the big topic, I think, with a lot of fans, a lot of uh, some, some griping, some rumblings. You know, we, we're all on social media and with massive coaches, you know, leaving established programs, Nick Saban, uh, Kalen DeBoer at Washington, um, soon to be Jim Harbaugh at uh, Michigan. Congratulations to your Chargers, Jameson, on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's got to be a, 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 a exciting times over there. You might might have to take your wife to P.F. Chang's to celebrate. <laughs> right. It's a breath of fresh air. Let's just say that. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um but we've seen mass exoduses, uh, pretty big names hit the portal. And, you know, we've talked about it on shows before. You know, this guy would be great. This guy would be awesome. We need this to shore up the O-line. And time and time again, nobody really goes to OU. Um, which has brought up the question, is OU doing enough for NIL? And we'll, we'll examine it top to bottom from the fan perspective, the collective perspective. Um even like timing perspective, but let, let's just start with that simple question, Jameson. Is OU mm. doing enough? Yeah, and I think they are. And I think people that you see on Twitter and people who get frustrated, let's just take a step back and look big picture here. We like to get in our little, little bubble. We get tunnel vision. We think that every single person as an OU fan that you want, you think you deserve to get. Well, guess what? <laughs> There's so many other college fan bases out there right now that have similar structures to OU, similar amounts of boosters, and they think that as well. So guess what? You're not always going to get your way. Like Lance Hurd, Exhibit A, that dude was asking for so much money. He went into the portal to get back. That was his whole goal. We made it to the final two, guys. We lost it. Every single time you go to an auction and you're bidding on things, sometimes does it go up too high and you're still bidding because it's going to be a great item? Yes. But don't expect to win every single time you're there. I feel like that's just kind of like a spoiled attitude. Am I wrong for thinking like that? I don't know if spoiled is the right term. I think it's entitled. Entitled is better, yes. Yeah, I think entitled is definitely the mindset of a lot of OU fans. And I think the difference is, you know, for so many years, OU fans have had success. Uh, and we've, I mean, Jameson, you and I literally cannot remember a time where we were flat out bad. We had mm. last year where we didn't have a winning record, but I think you and I could agree it wasn't like the 90s. It, yeah. Any, any amount of failure has been minimal. And overall, OU fans have just had success delivered to them. Now we're in an era where essentially, you know, you're getting out recruited by the you're, you're you're getting out portaled by Missouri and Old Miss and all them. Well, they're not entitled. They're they're thirsty. They're hungry for it. They they need it. They're desperate and they will do anything they can. They will put any amount of money they can into getting those guys. And simply, oh, you just doesn't have that desperation because they just think it'll come to them. And that's that's fine if that's your mindset. But essentially, that's I think a big part of it is that desperate de- desperation versus entitlement m- mentality is part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's absolutely a difference in the way that Texas A&M, Missouri, Ole Miss function, and they're doing it one way, and I, I commend them for it. I am not a hater of the way Texas A&M took their shots with all their money because it created a lot of hype. It didn't work for them, but it's worth the shot because you don't want to be in the middle. Might as well go for the tops. You know, Oklahoma has had an experience where they – They've been stuck in the middle before, but they've had shots at, you know, semifinals and national championships by not doing that type of football. So I I get why those schools do that. Yeah. And, you know, we we've had debates in the past about whether or not, you know, Drinkowitz and pouring all of this money into one guy, you know, stars has worked and it clearly has. You were right on that. Um, But, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, that's just that's just kind of part of it, you know. They've really poured into it, and I'm not here to kind of talk down at OU fans. I'm not here to be like, oh, we're you know, you, you broke boys need to sp- you know pony up. Well, but, get ready, we're going to talk about it for this whole podcast. But that's kind of part of it, though. Is it's it's a new era, and you know, I, I think some of it's um, 
you know, collective structure hasn't been great um, in terms of figuring out one solid one where everybody puts, you know, their support behind it. I know that's part of it, but ultimately it's just not, I, I feel like there's a lot of complaining, but not enough actual financial backing across the board. Mm -hmm. And look, I get it. It's not fair for, you know, a for, for a football program to be financed on the back essentially of supporters who already pay for tickets, cable, you know, sooner vision, whatever. But it's just the reality of the situation. Missouri's mm -hmm. doing it. Ole Miss is doing it. Tennessee's doing it because they want to win because they are desperate to win. If you want to win, you got to be a little desperate too. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like it's really going to be put onto the shoulders of the big boosters, the people with the big money, not as much as the whole fan base as right. you know, as a whole, like obviously the big news right now and today and why we're kind of prompted with this podcast is, you know, as the crimson and cream collective trying to get their 2 million bonus. Yeah. 2 million would be great. And if they kind of get all of that from the fans, that's nice and all, but really why Ole Miss, why Missouri, and why like Tennessee, all these other Texas A&M, it's because they've got big money backers can go out there and just a small group of people can go out and make those plays. So when you're saying like, oh, OU doesn't have that, you know, they can't sit at the table with those kind of guys. Like OU's NIL wasn't as strong as I thought it was. I guarantee you we have that type of money. And we've tried to throw it around a little bit. But like you said, Bobby, we have some a little bit more narrow parameters than some of the other colleges. And that's completely fine at this point. Right. And, you know, let's, let's not be, you know, let's think about this as well. A lot of NIL is keeping your guys and keeping them in house, keeping them happy. I guarantee you know? we spent a lot of money on keeping our guys too. There's like, you know, we will always talk about Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman, Bobby, but you know, like John Terry, we don't talk about guys like that. Like, why did, would he want to stay another year at OU? Guess what? We got him to stay. You know, and like our linebacking core, it seems like they're holding still for the time being, but like we're really doing a pretty darn good job, I think, of maintaining our defense, especially or like the majority of our team. Right. No, I, I, I agree. And ma maintenance is just as important as anything. And they damn near tried to keep Caden Green, you know, gave him a godfather offer from what, you know, we've heard and understood. Um, and that's just kind of a part of it, which sucks. It's annoying, but that's just reality. Got to, as, mm -hmm. as our, our, our friend red dirt sport, you know, often, you know, says and uses, uh, you know, the old gift from, uh, Jesus, I'm blanking on the movie. Good Lord. Uh, fight club adapt or die. You know, that's just simply how it is. Um, I feel and... like it's a little reactionary though. Like it's saying that OU is not adapting. I think we compare our university is adapting. I think this we are because Brent Venables came into this coaching staff thinking like, I don't even care about the portal. I don't even want to take Jaron Canick because he's from my former college. I don't want to deal with the transfer portal. I want guys to want to be here, but guess what? We've gone out there and we've played with the big dogs in the portal. We've grabbed a lot of guys in the portal. Look at Clemson. Cause that's the way that Brent Venables wants to conduct himself. He wants to do everything like he did at Clemson. Hence why he pretty much hires everyone that's from his lineage. He's trying to remake it, but we're conducting it completely different than the way that Dabo is doing right now. Dabo isn't getting anybody in the portal and you can see it. If you're talking about adapt or die, like Clemson, that that's exhibit yeah. a of dying. No, I, I mean, absolutely. And it's a, it's a concern we've had as to whether or not Venables would play the NIL game, would play the portal game. And he's been great at that. He's been fine at that. You know, that the program has shown that they're not they're they're willing to get down and dirty, maybe not to the degree of a of a Missouri or an old miss. Uh, but the they're the, they're playing the game, they're trying their best to play the game. And I, I just want to decide back up to something. If you're donating to you know the Crimson and Creed Collective, putting something behind, you know, NIL, the message isn't for you that you're not doing enough. You're doing your part already, you're doing great, you know. If you're you know, paying season tickets, you're donating to the university, you're doing your part. This is for the people who that's partially for some of the people who are, who aren't really helping out, who don't have, or who have the money to help out, but don't, don't go broke to help a college football team. Of course that that would be silly, but um, if you can help help, um, 
Yeah. Anyways. If you if you're going to be a hater and you're saying, oh, OU NIL is not doing enough, and there's a Crimson and Cream Collective and you have the means and you're not donating, just stop being a, a typer like that. Just get off the message boards, get off Twitter and stop making those messages. Because even though it's going to be a small part, you can at least fall back and say, hey, I'm doing something about it. You know, yeah, I will sure. come out and straight say straight up, I'm not donating, even though I talk about it all the time, but I'm not going to be a hater of what we're doing. It's as simple as that. Right. I, I think that that's fair. You know, if you're, if you're not donating, don't don't try to bash it. Like, you know, you mm -hmm. you know, I think that's fair. It's it's and, kind of it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people have that. It's I want it to be fixed, but it's not my problem attitude. There's a lot of that. And I don't, I don't want to get into like mindsets of people, but still it's I, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, no, I I get it. I get it. Um, I did want to kind of talk about, you know, oh, you missing out on some of those bigger names, though. Um, I can't remember who it was who kind of Land. floated out this idea. It might have been Keegan Renault. Um, but the idea essentially is, why would you try to put all of your chips in the basket right now? Go all in on getting these massive, massive names when the 24 schedule is what it is. When you have like a murderer's row setup, you know, of LSU and Alabama and, you know, these brutal road trips, even the game we thought would be a layup, Missouri is now looking brutal. Why would you put all your chips in on this tough schedule? And why not wait to the, to a, a different lighter year? Um, I disagree. And I, gotta, with that. I don't so, know if I fully give me your argument. or not. Give me your argument. This is going to be good talk. I don't think I'm not saying you don't try, but I think there's like, there's a there's a time and a place to push and go fully 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 all, all in and I this one might not be it you know I, th I I see the merit to it and I you know normally like I I'm the guy who, who wants to go in all the way in all the time but it's a transitional period I think we can all admit that I think if your expectations for you football you know record wise have to be a little bit lower than they usually are in the S in the big, T big 10 or big, sorry, big 12, you know, going to be a totally different schedule. Um, you have to kind of go in a little cautiously for this first one. Um, so I, I get it. If you're not wanting to, you know, you know, blow the bank on a, you know, first year quarterback and all, all of that. So that's, that's my thought process on it is I understand, wait for your kind of Texas -y schedule, like what they got, you know, cupcakes galore, um, so I, I see the merit in that. I'm not of the mindset where you have to put all your chips in and go all in because obviously with money, money's going to keep on growing And every single year. These big money donors are going to have even more money than they have right now the next year. So they will have continuously more money to be put into OU and their hobbies. Um, but here's why I disagree with that, Bobby. I, I feel like right now you're wearing a thunder hat, right? You're kind of thinking like a professional team. You're thinking, oh, let's just not really worry about this year as much now. We can we can worry about it next year. And it's not tanking, but it's a similar kind of adjacent mindset to it where it's like we can just know that we're not going to do as good this year, but then we can kind of go all in the following year. College football is so much driven off momentum and how much the world and the country thinks of you as a college football program is so pivotal and this year going into the SEC is going to be one of the most important years for Oklahoma in their history. And I know that's a hot statement because we have a very seasoned history, you know, in the 70s and Switzer and transitions of coaches and all that stuff. But moving to the SEC, you'll have more eyeballs on you than any other year ever, guaranteed. And people's opinions of this OU football program are kind of based off still to oh, they're OU, bad defense, you know, they've got their faults, but, you know, they've produced some stars, but they're really not a solid, you know, all-around team. We need to go out there and prove people wrong. If we have weaknesses in our football program that we can go out there in the portal and spend some money, it doesn't have to be the Lance Hurd where he's making us go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with Tennessee to where it, the budget's getting way out of hand. I get that. You don't have to do that. But if you're going to go out there and make some moves to make this team better, you need to do that because for recruiting, you know, that's these, these players want to see that something's getting built here. Legitimately. You can't just punt it. Right. And I'm not saying punt it. I, I'm just saying like, maybe, maybe those massive, massive, you know, 
whales out there that you're trying to get, maybe don't go with that and build on stability, build on, you know, more longevity rather than, you know, one year rentals that are, you know, costing an arm and a leg. You know, some of these guys that, you know, some of the uh, bigger, you know, portal portal guys have gotten, maybe that's not a sustainable model. So, so who are other guys that we've kind of either passed up on because you got to use this word pass up in this verbiage very carefully because there's some some guys that Oklahoma fans really, really wanted who probably had a very large NIL budget that we didn't get in the end, probably didn't want to come to OU. Like Princely and that Milan, too. That too. you know, like yeah. we, we talked about Princely. You know, this is a guy that was like very interested to OU, you know, ended up going to Florida and then came back into the portal. And we thought we could go out and he'd be a really big piece for be like, you know, an edge rush or something we really need on this team. But he came out in an interview and said that, you know, he really wanted to make sure that he's going to a big time SEC team. And he wasn't completely convinced that OU is even ready for the SEC. Did he even want to come to OU? So, true. so yes, he might've, we could have paid up and put a lot of money into him, but not every single one of these players wants to come here. Right. Or like, for example, Caden Proctor, he was going to Iowa the oh, whole time. Yeah. That, that was, yeah. that was signed, sealed, delivered stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like every big name you see in the portal isn't guaranteed like like OU isn't going to be in the mix on everybody. That's just part of it. We're not Alabama. We're not we're I guess in this case, we're not Georgia and we're not like Ole Miss yet, you know, in terms of that. Uh, but primarily, primarily Georgia, Ohio State are the big portal buyers this this offseason, I would say. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's desperate. They're they're at that point where they're desperate. Um but it, it is I, kind of funny now thinking about it that they went all in desperation to try to beat Jim Harbaugh and he left. <laughs> I, I mean, still, even without Jim Harbaugh, it's I think that Michigan steam, team's still going to be clicking like really, really well. Next do you think year. they'll have a do you think they'll have a portal exodus? Like, let's say they hire Sharon Moore, which I think they will. You know, do you think they Sharon really has enough to kind of keep them together? Because I kind of could see that. Yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, you're going to get guys who go into the portal anytime you have an opportunity to get an extra 30 days tacked on from that kind of deadline that we already had. Um, you're going to have some guys, but I don't think it's going to be like Alabama. Alabama was next. You're going to see some guys from Michigan, but they still have like maybe like five, six guys off the top of my head. That'll be day one, day two NFL draft guys next year. Like really, really special players. Right. And I... I'll say this too about that, and we're divulging, I know. Um, but I, I feel like Michigan, you know, if you committed to Michigan, you kind of committed to Michigan. If you committed to Alabama, you took a you took a Nick Saban discount. You're there, mm-hmm. kind of there from Nick Saban. Of course. As great as Alabama, you know, their history is and everything, Nick Saban completely eclipsed that program. That's yeah, just and, how big he was. And Harbaugh's had his foot out the door for the past couple of years. Like he's had right. two years ago, he had a rumor that he was going to go to the NFL. Didn't last year. He had a rumor. He was going to go to the NFL. He didn't now this year. Same thing. Yeah. He's been doing that dance the entire time. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. It's like going back to the whole NIL thing. Like just because we're there are big fish in the sea just doesn't mean that they're going to come and bite on our hooks. So, um, I, I get it. Whenever there is a guy that is interested in you, it would feel really nice to go out there and make that big move. Like if I was an OU's perspective and I am on the conservative side, I'm kind of arguing against like the people that are extremely reactive. Would I have paid up for Lance Hurd and got him from Tennessee? He would be a type of guy that I think would be very, very pivotal for us to get. Um, but in the big picture, the way I kind of want to function as an um, NIO program, I really would like to base the way I do things off like how Missouri's doing it. They're throwing money and they're getting big time players. But at the same time, they're must get guys that they have. And they're going to do whatever they can to not lose them. Like Williams, like he is an in-state Missouri guy. They've got to keep him no matter what. Luther Burden, they've got to get him no matter what. You know, Caden Green was a Missouri guy. That was a guy that they really missed out on, and they realized we got to go out there and get him. And if we get guys to come through Oklahoma, we've had you know a pretty darn good class coming in this next 2025 class. We've already done a really good job at getting the majority of them already, but there's going to be guys in the future, in the next couple of years, that are going to be can't-miss Oklahoma guys that we need to make sure we back up that Brinks truck for. Oh, I mean, absolutely. We're about to go through – a absolute just golden age of, o- of Oklahoma athletes. 
Um, and or I mean, it's it's going to be unreal. So it's it's one you got to nail down. You got to get. And I, I I feel like they've done a really good job. I feel like this staff has been remarkable at getting Oklahoma guys and focusing on Oklahoma. So they're already off to a great start there, um, which is something that you and I have talked about forever. The old Lincoln classes or the old Lincoln era and even like stoops towards the end weren't great um, in Oklahoma, especially in the Tulsa area, which, as you and I know, is the mm-hmm. hotbed. Um, so it's it's trending in the right direction and hopefully we can get that done. Um, I will say one thing I think Missouri does really well with is creative, uh, you know, avenues with NIL, you know, putting athletes on like, I don't know, like these little frozen pizza things. And, <laughs> you know, they, they really go out and get it. And I, I feel like, I feel like they're like maybe a little bit more corporate involvement could be good. I, I don't know the right answer to that. You know, Schwab's hey, look, Schwab's you nailed it with Caleb Williams. You got Drake Stoops out here doing some Schwab commercials where he's levitating. Uh, let's 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 bring some more glizzies in here. Let's get let's let, let's let's put a little bit more glizzy uh, power into this. Mm-hmm. I will never argue against that. Those are some thick dogs, though. So you got to be careful. <laughs> As yeah, you know, you, you've tried you. You've tried to try to chow those down. <laughs> who was it? Who is it that beat you? I don't uh, know his name, but he was a monster. He he was a he was a big old he was a big old hoss. He 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 kicked everyone's ass. No one was beating him that day. No, that man was just enjoying a nice lunch, and I was just trying my <laughs> hardest to keep up. He's just hanging out, yeah, yeah. But I, I think another big statement in terms of OUNIL that I've really wanted to like mention in this podcast that we've kind of touched on a little bit, um, but I really want to like emphasize um, is kind of going back to um the katie green situation i feel like we've heard enough about this and you know oh it sucks but how how much money do you guys think that he actually got thrown around because i feel like the only kind of groups and i don't listen to all ou podcast i i listen to sooner skip occasionally i don't listen to brandon drums any of his stuff because he's just trash i'll just go out and say that just on on record. Oh um, boy, we get involved in some <laughs> in, in, in some website beef. Oh boy, no, that he's never going to get back to him. It doesn't matter. Um, but okay. a lot of people think like that. Um, but um, Sooner Scoop keeps throwing out this number like seven hundred, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Just just sit, let that sink in. We're trying to get two million dollars from the fans, and that's going to take a lot of effort. Are we going to hit that? Mm, probably not. Probably not at this part of the season. There's not a lot of momentum. It's a dead period. How much momentum and want to from the fans do we have right now? I, I could be surprised, but seven hundred fifty thousand for one player. Uh, yeah. is is that is that surprising to you, Bobby, or is that just about right? Or what what were your actual expectations of amounts? I mean, that's the number I've you know kind of understood and heard. It was a bag, uh, a very large bag, but that's kind of the game you're playing in especially in the sec uh i mean we are oh you finished what seventh in recruiting uh overall this year something like that depends on um, where you look depends on where you look um I, i'm an know. on three guy now on three okay let's let's roll with our friends at on three what did what do they have um who they have uh, where, where they have OU in the composites wasn't what well, is, wasn't look. it like seven eight Kind of the higher singles. I know I should know this off the top of my head, and I know some of oh, y'all we are, we are screaming ninth. the number at me, like you don't know, you ball not know her. We're ninth, and we're ninth, ninth? To on three. Um, but that was as of last ranking, we were sixth, so we took a little bit of a dip. But okay, that seems so we t- to be a trend that a trend in sooner history. It seems like that happens every single year. Yeah. So on three composite. So ninth overall. How much in the SEC? You would think like. That, that that ninth is good, but it's sixth in the SEC. So, you know, like let's just be real here. Uh, it's it's a tight tight competition. It's a totally different world we're in, and um, that's just how it is. If you want to if you want to run with the big dogs, you gotta play, you gotta act like it. And yeah. I feel like there are several aspects of our athletic department where you just see that that buy in isn't quite at the same level. Like think about you know college, but like basketball attendance for example I, I know that's a different sport and everything but our friend eli letterman at Solid crowd wrote this really interesting piece oh you finishes last or uh, would finish last in sec basketball attendance you just i i feel like there's an uh, this notion 
that the team sh- that you shouldn't go all in on this team if they're not succeeding overwhelmingly. And it works the other way around. The support you provide is like directly leads to success. The success doesn't come first and then support. It shouldn't come that way. You should support so they can succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Kind of goes back to the entitlement thing. So you just got to be a good fan. And right. people that are whining and wanting more and all that stuff, you can be upset. You have every single right to be upset as a fan. But people are going to go voice frustrations and complain and like bicker and comments and come on like guys i i guarantee you that OU, you know donors are making big moves and even this even comes with brent venables as a guy that is publicly said he doesn't want these big money guys coming into a locker room and being worried about the drama that it creates where they're going out and making those big moves just unfortunately just we haven't gotten the right guys yet yeah and you know who knows with this with this next class, you know we had ten transfers too, Bobby. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I would you say. Know, I, I, I bet you we paid a, a handsome handsome amount um, for Dion Burks. I saw um, something on the Football Brainiacs that said that his original money amount that people were throwing around was two hundred and fifty k, and they think that it might be a little bit more than that for Dion. So like. That is a good amount of money that we threw at a guy that can be argued as one of the better portal wide receivers in all of the transfer portal. But we like to focus on all these other position groups. But let me tell you something. How crucial was it to have a slot wide receiver this year? That was really, really good. It was one of the main reasons our offense actually did anything. And they were desperate now that Drake Stoops is leaving that we had to go make a move like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a great move. And that's the thing about college football. And just the cycle of all of it is, what have you done for me lately? Lately, you know, you you're we're not getting that dopamine hit. We're over here looking across our fence, seeing you know all these other schools getting these little these big commits and big deals. And even though we've done good work, that was in the past. I, what what, did, what does that do for me now? You know, mm-hmm. like and I, I think that's part of it. But you know, I don't I I don't think it's necessarily like we're we've done poorly in the portal. Right. I think you know what I think it is work on. You know what What? I think it is, Bobby? You know what, Deion Burks, did you know much about him being in the portal and OU even looking at him before you saw the edit that he committed to Oklahoma? No, it was just a bang, you know? Yes, it was really quiet. And even if there was a little bit of rumblings on other, like, sites, but it it was not long and drawn out. There was not a bidding war. We went out there, we did business, we got him. You know, does that create a lot of excitement from the fans? No, it doesn't. The fans want is a story right now. There's not any college football. We are looking to the transfer portal for our entertainment. So I brought up Lancer all the time on this current podcast episode, but that was fun. It was, oh, he's taking a bunch of visits. We know that we really want him. He would be perfect for our team. He's considering us. He just took his visit. He said he really liked it, but he's going to go and take another visit. Uh, Is he going to come to us? It was turning into like a reality TV show. And then we made an offer. Then Tennessee makes an offer. And then Ole Miss doesn't want to make him an offer because Lane Kiffin is on vacation. And then he's waiting out for Lane Kiffin. And it's a whole, whole thing. It's not the same. So that is going to be a lot more entertaining. And whenever we don't get guys like that, we're more disappointing because we've had multiple, we had a week, you know, multiple days investment, hoping that we got this guy. Whenever Deion Burks was just a snap of a finger and we got him. I think that's a very, very good point. And I think, you know, in a way that kind of leads to the reaction because you've had time to be invested. And sometimes it feels like, oh, well, now I'm I'm let down because I put so much energy into this happening and it didn't. Which mm-hmm. maybe at that point, it's like, maybe follow it a little less. I don't know what the, you know, check your expectations. I don't know. Or what, just what the right be appreciative is. of the talent you have. Yeah, because they're. Like overall, this offseason, I feel like there's a lot of good to, you know, celebrate and be excited about. And I, I understand, I understand it. And I'm not trying to tell fans how to feel. I, and I'm, I mean, I'm a fan too, but I feel like we can kind of give our two cents and everything. And, and I, I, I mean, I get it when, you know, when Texas is loading up, you know, through a bunch of, you know, you know, 
college football guys who just played the college football playoff and stuff, it can be a little frustrating. But at the same time, you know, you can't worry about that. Just focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas is always going to be hard to compare ourselves to. It's just straight up like that. And I and I I hate to be that person, but you know, you look at their team and they did great this year. They went to the college football playoffs. They were doing this kind of thing in the transfer portal before they were even getting to the playoffs. Whenever they were extremely disappointing. Getting Isaiah Bond, you know, makes complete sense complete sense you know alabama obviously he wanted to move away from there going back to a returning quarterback a quinn ewers we can't say like oh damn why can't we go out and get guys like that texas just went to the playoffs and they've got quinn ewers and you can make jokes about him but he will be one of the better quarterbacks in college football next year returning in a program that is well known for football and it's got a lot of money around it like i cannot damn people going to texas this offseason right and you know now they've kind of have that backing where they performed well but also you don't don't forget your history here folks like texas has been getting great recruits since texas has literally existed they they that has never this is not a new thing for them and mm-hmm. you know historically they underwhelm We'll see if it happens again, if it happens this year or not. I, I really I, like Isaiah Bond. I really, really <laughs> like him. He probably won't. No, I mean, if we're talking individual players, yeah, it's it's not that. It's just the unit crumbles, you know, in crucial moments, which, I mean, it did in the Sugar Bowl, but, you know, hey, just saying. Um, mm. Anyways, anyways. Um, but ultimately, I, I think it's just a matter of appreciating what you have and, you know, trying to trying to build upon it, but not freaking out over you know what Ole Miss or Texas or Missouri is doing Mm -hmm. yeah Um, I think kind of like the big theme for me if anyone's like listening and this kind of just the way I think I'm not the biggest reactionary person I don't like getting in the too hot and colds I try to stay in the little bit of the middle whenever big something exciting happens you know I'm always obviously going to be exciting whenever something bad happens I'm not going to go into the doom and gloom stages I am not one of those type of people. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are like that. And that's completely, you have every right to do that. It's just, I do not see the positives in doing it. I always try to turn things into how can I see this in a more realistic matter? And that, and that's just what I'm trying to do here with this and moving into the season. It's a very, very important season. And we've gone out there and made moves, but in reality, Bobby, people want more because the offensive line is super scary. It's, it's, I'm looking at it right now. I don't feel confident in any of the positions. All five, none of, of them. course, of course. And, and, I, and people want answers fair. for that, but there's not many answers out there to even get. So I'm sorry, but we're desperate, and there's not a lot of fish in the sea. Yeah, I mean, those type of uh, offensive linemen just don't appear in the portal. It's just mm-hmm. that's just not often anyways and when you and, do everyone wants them and that's why there was such a big offer for lance Hurd. and sometimes you don't get it sometimes it doesn't mean that you're going to get them no matter what right right i don't i don't know i, I don't know what what the answer to that this offseason is i don't know if there is one and that's horrifying uh, um but i i don't know can we can we say trust in Biedenbo still like to the point where it's like, he's going to make everything. Okay. Cause I, I don't think he, I think he's great, but he can only do so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's a very good college football offensive line coach, but obviously he has his limitations. He's not a God. He's not going to be the guy who fixes all your problems. He's not a, you know, a Trump card here. Um, he will go out and develop your offensive linemen. But what we've seen is those offensive linemen got to do it his way. And so therefore some really talented people and people that were very highly thought of aren't going to make it. And then there's some guys that are going to come through and they're going to be really impressive. And in terms of recruiting that hasn't shown to be as of recently, the best scenario, we haven't gotten a lot of guys in terms of high rankings and, you know, things that making like fans eyes turn into stars. We're not seeing that right now. So you just have to look, where can I see on this roster of guys that are going to step up and be a surprise for us? And I don't know about you. I'm not the biggest Jacob Sexton person. I feel like that's where the majority of people are talking right now. People are saying like, oh, he came back a little too early from his ACL injury. And that makes complete sense. 
So I just got to prove it. And also another thing I read, Bobby, have you seen that he's like left-handed and left-eye dominant and they were trying to put him on the right side and the, that was an excuse for him why he was doing poor? Yeah, that might put you at a disadvantage, but if you're good, you're Maybe good. that. Yeah, exactly. It just, it's not, it's not a one-size-fits-all excuse, you know? It's not everything, but not not ideal. But, but I, I, I mean, guarantee how still... how many how many like Pro Bowl NFL left tackles are left handed? I I mean I couldn't tell you, man. I don't know. So I I think it's just a poor excuse. I think the guy just came back too early for injury and obviously needs a lot of time to get back into the rhythm of things, and he just came back too soon. So simple as that. Yeah, still a really young guy too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm mean, like looking at the portal. You know, you will you'll hope that at least one of these guys can pop off. You know, I I can't tell you one that I'm hoping the most from. My guess is Spencer Brown is the guy I'm hoping the most out of. You people have been talking about the um, interior and Akin Konami. Yes, I agree, Mister John. In the comments, he's going to be great, but he needs to learn football a little bit more. Just watching his tape in the camps, man, that dude is good, but he just does not have the technique yet of an offensive. He's just super he, stand, raw. He, he stands up. He doesn't bend his you know his knees well enough. He's not in an athletic position as an offensive line enough to where he looks really good, but he's got a lot of technique to learn. Um, but but and, you you got to hope you, yeah. And to be understood, I mean, he's from London. You know the the type of coaching out oh, there. Yeah. Is- totally different than over in the mm-hmm. states so you know very raw prospect but optimistic yeah so like this class i feel like we got lucky because that there are some guys that are catching a lot of momentum right now that people are like oh i didn't think that this offensive line class was that good but maybe they are like eugene brooks caught a lot of attention you know at the end in, in the all-star game that we we needed stuff like that. Eddie Pierre Louis, like he caught a lot of things too, and getting him at the end of the season. And there's some, um, I'm pretty sure Rivals has him in their new rankings as a he's number 33 overall in the nation, which is really wow. impressive, you know, comparative to where on three, two, four, seven, and ESPN don't even have a national rank for him. So like it's pretty like we've caught some momentum in terms of what people are thinking of this offensive line class. It's a little bit better than what we originally suspected, but still like it's not, we're not getting guys like Caden Proctor. We're not getting guys like, uh, Oh my God. One of my, who's the guy who went to Clemson Tristan, I think Tristan, Tristan left Lee. tackle. Tristan Tristan Lee. Lee. Yeah. Yes. We're not getting like talented guys like that. Tristan you know, Lee. God, I, 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 what, what is he doing nowadays? I don't know. And, and that, and maybe that's some of the reason why you shouldn't be, you know, melting down over whether or not, you know, a guy signs with you because I, I have not heard of Tristan Lee since he left really, or, or since he, you know, committed to Clemson, but he might be doing great. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't see like any stats for him yet. Yeah. Damn. Well, he's, he, he's uh, from, he's from, he was born in Fairfax, Virginia, right? Wow. Oh, that's cool. Look at that. That's where I am. So right he's now, a, if anyone's listening. So he's a junior. He played uh, 826 snaps over 20 games and 11. Oh, really? Starts. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. I so 11 starts. Yeah, 11 starts. Oh, well, that's pretty good. I, I guess that's, ESPN was not showing his stats. Whatever. That's still pretty good. Good for him. Um, yeah. But moral of the story is we aren't getting those talented big body guys right now. But you're just hoping that, you know, we'll have a couple guys that, you know, strike gold. And in this transfer portal class, Bobby, like, I, I we need one of these guys to hit. We need. You know, whether that be Spencer Brown at right tackle, um, he seems to be like a low floor kind of guy, but that that's completely fine. Fabechi Nawaiwu, I don't know how to pronounce that from North Texas. That's fun just because, like, you know, the whole offensive coordinator, Seth Latrell, and all of his kind of connections. Is Michael Tarquin even coming to OU anymore? I haven't even heard about I, him in, in a hot minute. I mean, I've seen these. From everything I've seen, I don't believe yeah. he's not coming. Yeah, um, I, I I assume he is. Like he's been on campus, um, but like the whole deleting of the post, I, I haven't seen him talk about that yet. I'm gonna go to his Twitter. I feel like I've everything I, I feel like I've heard him accounted for. Like, yeah, he's. Yes. I mean, he's still committed on two four seven, which is what I just pulled up. Like he he's there. He's he's any funkiness is all just Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we can just assume that we just we need one of those guys to hit because that's where our offensive line is right now. Right. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be a very great offensive line, very young, but, you know, that's just kind of where we're at in that cycle. You know, it's uh, unfortunate, but just kind of how it goes sometimes, you know, unless you're one of the top of the top of the top, which we want to be, we want to get there. Um, you don't just cycle through like, like crazy. So Yeah. And who knows, this is not the only time to get a transfer guy. We have a lot of money that we are throwing out guys that we did not get as of recently. So there's more in our bank. And whenever spring practice starts up, people start to feel where they are. There might be another scenario where there's a disgruntled guy who's a backup to a really good player at a really good program who was very highly sought after in high school that wants to transfer to go immediately start somewhere else and not wait to be a starter in college football. And they will look at places like Oklahoma with more open um, competition at tackles and guard and be like, hey, I'll go take my shot there. Even if I'm coming in late, I believe that's so much of myself that I could go and make that jump. Now, while I think that that's probably unrealistic from a beat and bow kind of guy, because beat and bow is like, you got to know my system front and back to play in my offense. I still think there's a possibility there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly within the realm of possibility, you know, spring, you, know, you never know what happens in spring football, you know, a lot can happen, fallouts, etc. cetera. Um, but yeah, I mean, not optimistic if uh, Beatenbow would love a guy, but I mean, at this point, he surely would take anybody who is pretty solid, fits the system, seems like a good guy. I, I but in terms of making an impact, it, they don't seem to do great if they're you know late adopters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that kind of wraps up everything for like a nil offseason topic. Do you got anything else you want to talk about, Bobby? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I know we had talked about basketball or talking about basketball before the uh, Crimson and Cream um, NIL Collective thing launched and we pivoted mm-hmm. the show to NIL. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on, on Sooner Basketball? I, I feel like it's kind of unfortunate that they had a letdown game, you know, when everyone's watching all eyes on them, packed yeah. crowd. But I, I mean, I'm, I think this is I'm, I'm still optimistic on Porter Moser's program, honestly. No, it's a lot better than what we thought it was going to be. And that's really how we got to kind of look at it. And once you in college basketball, once someone already thinks very highly of you, you can kind of keep that and ride it all the way through the season. So even if we have a Rocky big 12, which it's going to be hard, big 12 play is going to be tough. You know, losing to Texas sucks, but this is a talented basketball team that just came off a huge win versus Baylor. So losing like that, it happens. That's just what happens in basketball. But you can see that we're 11th in the country right now, and we're going to be thought of highly. And it's crazy to think, Bobby, that it's probably because of that USC win Thanksgiving. And USC is absolutely dog water i'm not going to say hot dog water because that's 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 a positive thing in our eyes um but usc's eight and 11 now and we thought that they they were so so good whenever we beat them that team is eight and 11 and it's like oh yeah obviously because everyone has eyes on them because oh they got um isaiah collier you know top lottery pick kind of guy boogie ellis and obviously everyone's looking at um brawny brawny but even though he wasn't playing but still, yeah. like it's USC is a tragic travesty right now. But other than that, like if you look at OU's like wins, like our biggest win, what, what would like was it Arkansas? Would that be our biggest win? Arkansas's ten and eight this year. Like, is it? I mean, I guess outside of the Big Twelve, yeah, outside of that, what to create the hype of Oklahoma? You know, was it like? And like I was eleven and eight, they're not in their regular Iowa stuff. Like we didn't the game the games that we played versus quality opponent in North Carolina, we lost. And I understand that was a road game essentially, but you know we didn't go out and make some crazy upset. Uh, Providence is good. I thought Providence. Um, how what where are the what are the Friars up to right now? Providence is a, they're thirteen and six, so they're okay. On, they went. Uh, they they're on a two game win streak, but before that they were on a four game skid where they lost to Seton Hall, Creighton, St. John's, and Xavier. So that's still a decent basketball team, but still not like world beaters. I think what I'm trying to get at here, Bobby, is very thankful to say that we are you know highly ranked and and people actually believe in us. But in all honesty, you know our team still has a lot of work to do, and we're not 
quite the most invincible basketball team. So us losing to teams like Texas, even if it was ugly, I'm not surprised or too upset about it. Yeah, and I, I think they're I think they are what they are, which is a really fun, scrappy team, but they're missing like a bit of that star power. You know, they're mm -hmm. missing that cutting edge that you see other teams have. And when it comes down to making winning plays, sometimes in college basketball, it's you know, your star needs to take over and catch super get supernova hot. And I, I don't think we really have someone like that. We I mean, were hoping McCollum it was Xavier solid, McCollum, but, but he just is falling off bad. as of recently. And I see like a lot of people who know college basketball, like Bob Prisbillo and like a lot of the other people who talk about OU basketball. Um saying like it just looks like he gets beat down every game. He's just so small and skinny. It just sometimes it's hard for him to keep up with the physicality um of the basketball that he's playing right now. And I can I can see it a little bit. He still makes great plays. Who 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 is your favorite player on this team? Do you have a favorite player? And you I can't mean, say John Hughley. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say it obviously has to be John Hughley. Well, everyone how, how could you not love the big man from from uh, Pitt? You know, I mean, he's great. Give me, give me a non-big man then, because you're you're partial to big men. I like Otego away. Ah, uh, yeah, I, everyone's got to like Otego away. Obviously, yeah. one of the few guys that stayed here. Man, he is so aggressive and athletic. So fun to watch. I said this on a past podcast, just like as a deep cut kind of player that I love. I love Rivaldo Suarez. Love him. I think he's yeah, Suarez is good. Yeah, we got some That's guys on our bench that hopefully can kind of really step in and make bigger impacts throughout the season, like Darthard, um, Suarez, um, Hughley a little bit. And that's the thing. Is they're like a fun, really, they're a really deep team, I feel like. They're just not, when it comes down to, you know, winning time and when the best player steps up, we just don't really have that guy really quite. Um, that's And that's just, that's part of it. You know, building a squad year to year like this, is tough. And I think Moser finally got the right idea um, in terms of going way athletic with it, going with speed. I, I, I love the, the build of this team and I think he figured out what works, but it, it'll take a year to year build. And I think a lot of that will help be getting out of the meat grinder. That's the sec or, or that or out of the meat grinder. That's the big 12 and into the sec, which while it's pretty like there are good teams in it, it's not, it's it's a lot squishier beyond that top. Uh, it's like a like a creme brulee, really, of of uh, of 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 a basketball conference. Really tough at the top, but once you break through, a lot of spongy, squishy middle. Um, and I think OU could could be really successful there. Uh, but I mean, hell, even UCF, who we thought would be garbage, hot dog water, awful in the Big Twelve, has been great. They've they've like caught some. They've caught a couple of bodies. They beat Texas on the road. They beat KU. It's crazy. Crazy mm. conference. Yeah, very uh, weird. Yeah. It's, but it's going to be fun. I'm I'm really excited. I think this Texas Tech game this week and those type of games where it's like Texas Tech is, they're in the middle, but they're still, you know, a ranked opponent. Um, those are type of games yeah. that OU need to handle. If we lose games, and even Texas, I understand not being ranked and not being highly um, thought of by some people as like teams like Texas Tech and BYU Baylor. I still think losing to really talented basketball teams just night to night will happen in the Big 12. I'm not going to react to it, but I – like games like Texas Tech, UCF, BYU, those are games that I pencil saying, like, I really want to win those games. Like the Cincinnati game, even though we're a four-point dog, I think that that was a really important game to win. Oh, absolutely it was. It was it was massive. Anytime you can pick up a road win in the Big 12, it's enormous. Like, mm -hmm. enormous. Yeah. Um, it's a fun team to watch, really. That's what it is. These past OU teams, they were just not fun. You know how sick I was of seeing Tanner Gross shooting threes from the top of the key. Like I don't care if we're we have our vices this season. I'm just so thankful I'm not seeing Tanner Gross brick stuff from the top of the key anymore. Uh, just not enjoy that. That was just an unenjoyable, crappy team. Like those teams were pretty, pretty uh -huh. tough. But the, these teams are a lot more fun. So I'm going to try to get down to the Lloyd Noble Center and watch that Tech game. I think it'll be a hopefully mm -hmm. a, hopefully a good good environment. And I'm just imploring if you're not a big not a big basketball fan to be a little more casual. Give, just give it some time. Keep supporting these guys. I know, I know you we horrible impression with Texas, but hopefully, hopefully they don't blow it against tech and let's keep turning it on. I, I will say Jimmy in the comments, Porter being one and nine against OSU in Texas, very much not helpful in terms of the overall view of things because 
you should beat your rivals. There's a period of time where Lon Kruger had like he he was like riding like an eight game winning streak against uh, Texas and OSU, which or even higher maybe, um, which is just nuts. But yeah, the drought against the big teams like that that's 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 pretty brutal. But mm. OSU at home Saturday night seven o'clock. If you don't have Saturday night plans, On February tenth. Yes, that'll be a, yeah, that, that'll be a banger. Yeah, but a lot of people I understand that's Valentine's weekend. But whatever, it's still it's still another fun thing to watch. Do on a Saturday night. Do it on Friday. Do it during the week. <laughs> Regardless, it should be fun. That'll be if fun you already week. haven't made your reservations, you're screwed anyway. So just get on that. <laughs> to all you guys true. listening, do that right now. Yeah, you're too. You know who doesn't? Hey, you know what? You know what, Jameson? No more romantic spot than O'Connell's. <laughs> just just get you know some- what. Get some Vegas bombs. Get some cheese fries. Man, Irish you're nachos. Of, you're, kind of, you're kind of like making me believe this now. I, I I can get romantic vibes if I'm in there. Or that's just split, me missing Norman. You romantically split a ranch hand. You know? <laughs> you know what? If it's not karaoke night, actually, I don't know if I can get behind this. So maybe a week. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm behind it all the time. I'm behind it all the time. But you're right. Nothing nothing like karaoke night at Ocon. So those, those, those are good times. But. Um, yeah, I think that's what, all we have for basketball. That's all we have for the show, I think, really, Jameson. But uh, mm-hmm. Thunder yeah. in eight minutes. Let's go, ESPN, baby. Yeah. TikTok, <laughs> got to get to it. Turn on ESPN, watch the boys. Uh, thank y'all so much for watching. Uh, always good to talk about you football uh, with you, Jameson. And um, yeah, uh, y'all have a great weekend. And uh, boomer sooner, y'all. We'll see you next time.